I don't know about you, Chris, but to me, the biggest baseball news of the week is this. Maybe even the biggest sports news. Joe Boo is back in Cleveland. <laughs> this is These are the things that I care about. Hey, everybody. This is the StuPod, the Yahoo Sports Baseball Podcast. I am Mike Oz. And I'm Chris Wick, and I'm not surprised by that. Coming from you, major <laughs> right. league guy. I'm going to go ahead and say that, that Joe Boo being back in Cleveland is, is a bigger story than the Cavs winning the championship, in my opinion. Well, you're you're wrong, unfortunately. <laughs> as much as I love Major League, uh, it's not as you said. It's not even the biggest story in Cleveland. No, so I don't I don't know that you can make it uh, a nationwide thing. It's not. It's not. But but I do love it. The Indians are Indians. You know, are doing well. Um, are they still in first place? You like the Indians more than anybody, right? So are they, are they still in first? I uh, I did pick the Indians to win that division, and guess yeah. what? They're leading that division right now. There you go, Indians, man. That's your those are your people forever. I'm always going to be like, ah, oh, Chris, he just likes the Indians. Like, like 20 years from now, I'm just going to be like, ah, oh, Chris, he just, he still just likes the Indians. See, I, I hitched my wagon to the Indians. I hitched my wagon to the Rangers. Look how that's working out so far. You're doing all right. I feel man. good about it. You're doing all right. I, on the other hand, I'm, I'm probably in the process of making all the Cubs people mad. Yeah. They're, they're probably coming for me. I think, shouldn't that be my role? To be mad at me? To, to make the Cubs fans mad. Oh, yeah, Seems probably. like we've, we've swapped probably. spots here. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to make them mad. And, and by the way, I'm talking about my uh, my new open mic video in which to keep the crossover going between the NBA, I talked about how the Cubs could very well end up like the Warriors as the uh, the very good postseason team that, you know, totally lets us down in, in the postseason. Sorry, the very good regular season team that lets us down in the postseason. And... Um, not necessarily because of the Cubs, but just because that's what happens like all the time in baseball. So I kind of talked about that. But um, there was one thing I did, Chris, and, and you called me out for my biases. So yeah. yeah, well, it was bad during during your recording, um, and I, and I don't think it was on purpose, but you can correct yeah, it me. Was not on purpose. True. Was not on purpose. You were wearing a White Sox cap. Mm. So immediately, yeah. uh, you put yourself in a, in a bad spot among people in Chicago. The the thing it's I will really say, tough. at least it's not a Cardinals cap, right? I mean, You're a folk hero among White Sox fans, though. Um, it, honestly, like when I pick out, because I wear a different cap in each one of these videos, and when I pick it out, like like this one, because I'm wearing the I'm wearing the uh, the Winner Is You shirt, like with the pro wrestling guys from Eight Bit Nintendo. And the reason I picked the hat was because the little batter guy on the on the White Sox hat kind of looked like one of the little guys on the on the wrestling shirt, right? Right, right. And that White Sox hat is just so cool. Like I didn't even I wasn't even thinking, oh, that's a White Sox hat. I'm like, oh, that's just a cool hat. Like, I'm gonna wear it, you know. So I did. And it wasn't until I was about to record that I was like, oh, people might not like this. I was picking between that and the cheesesteaks hat, and I should have went with the cheesesteaks hat. Well, it seems like you have now. You have to think about it. Every, every time you go yeah. down to record one of those videos, you're going to have to think it. about it. I'm going to do it. Instead of just picking like, hey, this is cool. I like this. Right. I, like I, I will give you credit, though. You uh, you definitely wore the best White Sox cap out of all the regular caps. I, I like the Chance. Oh, I love that one. Chance hats. But uh, you you picked the the best of the regularly available. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what? I We usually should have done this earlier, but um, we've just kind of been blabbing. We have Will Myers on the show today from the Padres. We do. Uh, that's going to be cool. We have uh, Bad News Ramen. And then I have some some potentially awkward and funny things I'm going to do to Chris in the important important question segment. So that's good. 
I can't wait. Yeah. I don't know what's happening, so <laughs> it's all, I it's look all, forward to being surprised. It's all to surprise you. What was the there was one other thing you wanted to talk about? What was it? Oh yeah, well, speaking of hats. Well yeah, so it ties in it, it really ties in well somehow yeah. And, yeah. and that wasn't really even planned. I just wanted to talk about this. Um the the Expos got their own hat with uh, a 1994 World Series logo stitched into the side. Uh, you actually made me aware of this, yeah. and it kind of fits in a little bit with the whole Cubs and Warriors thing that we just talked about and hats in general. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a, a lot of people seem to believe that had the 1994 strike not happened, the Expos would have won the World Series that year. They had the best record at the time. I believe it was 74 and 40, which is pretty awesome and impressive. Um, so do you, do you have any take on that? I mean, specifically, I guess just the idea that this hat exists. I, I, uh, I mean, are you I, mad? I don't have mad a problem mad? with it. I like, I mean, I like the idea of, you know, like the alternate reality because it's not like, it's not like anybody can get that mad about it because it didn't happen. It's not like, you know, you went, you're, you're rewriting history. Like to say, I guess to, to give an example, 20 years into the future, if someone were to make a warrior's cap that anointed them, you know, the best team of 2016 because they had the best record or something like that. Now we're getting into the Ichiro Pete Rose stuff, and I'm sorry. Um, but, like, be like, no, that's not right. They didn't win, they didn't win the, uh, they, they didn't actually win the championship, you know? So I feel like that, that's a, that's a different distinction there. Like, nobody won. They, they could have, they could have won in theory. I'm okay with that. And I think it's, it's fun because, like you said in your post, it's, it's a team that doesn't exist anymore. So yeah, so, if it were the so Yankees, you think it would fly if it were the Yankees, if the Yankees had done this? I think people would have been like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they would have gotten a much harder time. Yeah, and so I think it's fun. And plus, I, I love the I love the Expos logo. I mean, I think it's one of those things you can look back at now, like the whole you know franchise and just kind of romanticize a little bit. So I don't have a problem with it. And to go along with my, my point about the Cubs and you know everything else I talk about in, that, in the post and the video with that, the team that has the best record, like, almost never wins it's it's actually the the only time in the last 10 years where there's been a team that was like far and away the best regular season team that won the world series was 2009 like once in the last 10 years and like half those teams get booted out the playoffs in the first round i mean think of like the the angels a couple of years ago or there's been plenty others um so you know i, I think if we're going to talk about would they really have won ah who knows is it a fun gimmick? Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with you guys putting out that cap because I think it's funny. I don't know how deep you want to get into this, but do you think there's any reason for that other than the playoffs are just short series and luck can happen? Yeah, I think so. I think uh I mean I think the regular season your regular season record you know doesn't always necessarily tell the whole story. Um because it's like what teams do you play, you know, what what is your how tough is your division? You know, that kind of stuff. So um, you have teams that can have a lot more wins, and then, you know, they, they end up facing a team like the Mets last year, for instance, who has just, like, this crazy pitching staff. And in a short series, they're going to whoop you up. And so I feel like, you know, that kind of stuff happens. Um, I mean, let's go back and talk about the Angels. I think specifically they're probably the best example of this um, in recent memory. That You know, the 2014 Angels, they just kind of, steamrolled through the regular season everyone thought oh yeah finally they're good you know and um they got to the, the postseason and they just collapsed and um to me that was like they didn't have the pitching they never had the pitching to to, to survive so i think it becomes like a kind of a different game when you get the postseason you know yeah i i guess 
I mostly kind of attribute it to luck, but I do think playoff baseball is a little different. And I know people have tried to figure out what's more important during the playoffs. If it's if the teams with the better bullpen usually win each series, um, but I have to admit I haven't read that stuff in a while, so I don't. I'm not sure what the consensus is anymore on that. I, mean, I think it's just that pitching is is so much more important, you know. And if you have, I mean, if you have a team that has three really good starters, you know, four really good starters, all of a sudden you're going to look a lot better than you know another team in, in a short series. Which, in theory, like honestly, is why. And, and you know, not to pick on the Cubs here, but that's one of the reasons in the beginning of the season I wasn't really high on the Cubs because I felt like you know as good as they can be, as good as that lineup is. Um, you know, you can you can get into a, a short series against another team like the Mets, for instance, and you know you can lose. Um, I mean, even the Giants, maybe. You know, so quite on Samarja keep pitching well. Uh, then yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, so so that to me, that's that's kind of the shift. But I think we're we're getting off the rails a little bit. Let's talk to Will Myers. How about that? Sounds good to me. All right, Will Myers. Uh, we're going to talk to him about possibly being an all-star, about uh, being an MLB all-star ambassador, which he was named this week, about San Diego, and surprisingly, arm wrestling. So you're going to have to listen and see how we got to arm wrestling. But uh, it's, it's a good interview, so you should stick around for it. This is the Stew Pod on Yahoo Sports. We'll be back in a second. Hey, it's Mike Oz here with the Stew Pod, and we have the pleasure today of being joined by San Diego Padres' Will Myers to talk about the All-Star Game and some other stuff. Will is the uh, All-Star Weekend Ambassador, which is pretty cool. Will, how's it going? Hey, guys. What's going on? Thanks for having me. Will, I think we, we got to start off here. You're having this great season. The All-Star Game is in San Diego. You were just named the Weekend Ambassador. Certainly seems like this is all kind of hinting at something to come, or am I am I reading too much into it? Uh, you know, I have no idea. You know, this, this, <laughs> this all-star thing is obviously up to the voters. Um, and, you know, the ambassador, I'm very honored, you know, just to be uh, thought of for that. I think it's going to be a great opportunity for me, you know, just to interact with fans, be a part of the fan fest, and just, you know, be there for the events during the all-star game, which, you know, which I'm very excited about. Uh, now, as far as playing in the all-star game, obviously that's kind of out of my control. I felt like I've uh, played well enough to be in the all-star game, but that's really not up to me at all. Um, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, the only thing I can look forward to right now is uh, being the ambassador and uh, having a good time with that. What exactly does an all-star ambassador do, Will? Like, do you get a crown and a sash and stuff <laughs> like that? I mean, I want to know I want to know what the get-up is like. So, so what I've understood, I do not do not have my schedule yet or the events I'm supposed to go to yet, but pretty much I'm going to be a part of the all-star game except for without playing in it yet. Uh, so, you know, everything that goes along with uh, with the All-Star Week but playing in it. You should ask for a crown, man. I think you should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. I should. Uh, Will, you've, you've been, uh, you've get, given some very political answers about playing in the game. So let me, let me go with this. Uh, what, what would it mean to you if you were named an All-Star and you got to play uh, in the game, especially with it being in San Diego this year? Yeah, that'd be huge, you know. I mean, obviously, you know, anytime you can make an all-star game or, or participate in it, you know, it's, it's an incredible experience. And, and you know, if I if I make it this year and, and I'm able to play in it, you know, it'd be great. But honestly, uh, I am going to give a politically correct answer, but I <laughs> do believe this. Uh, you know, this is the first time I've been healthy in two years. And, uh, you know, that's the most important thing to me, just being healthy and, 
you know, the last two years, you know, there's been a couple games where I've, you know, I'll play a month where I'm healthy, but I've never been able to find a groove. And this is the first year where I'm able to play, you know, multiple months in a row and find the groove. And that's, you know, that's really the, the biggest thing for me. You know, I've been able to, to find that confidence of it, been able to get hot. And, you know, I've never been able to do that in the last two years, just being hurt. So for me this year, uh, all-star game or not, I feel like I've done everything I could have done to, to put together a good year, to put together an all-star year. And I'm very happy with where I'm at right now. Is there anything else you feel like has, has made the biggest difference, whether, you know, at the plate or, or in the field? Or would you say overall the, the biggest thing for you as far as the success this season has been just being able to stay on the field? Yeah, just being able to stay on the field, just being able to get consistent, consistent in bats. You know, I haven't really changed much of anything uh, in my game. You know, obviously, um, whether you're healthy or not, you're going to make uh, mid-season adjustments, you know, with your swing and anything like that. But uh, for me, the biggest thing is just being healthy finally and, and be able to just get in the groove. You know, I haven't been able to get in the groove in, in two years, and, and this is the first time where I've been able to play at least, you know, two and a half months. Uh, of no DL time, and uh, you know I believe that's the most important thing, and that's been really the key to my success this year. I'm curious about how this plays mentally because I feel like there has, is, it, is it like a monkey off your back knowing that you know like hey I'm I'm, I'm healthy I'm playing well um, you know people aren't gonna be judging me maybe like they were last year like d- does it does it does it help you in that way like do you feel like you're kind of free of of this criticism? Uh, you know I don't obviously I, you know playing this game you you know you get you're under so much scrutiny you know what whether you're doing good or bad and obviously the last two years I've, I haven't played very well you know just being hurt so I, you know I've heard a lot of you know that was a bad trade for the Padres blah 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 but uh, you know you can't look into that you hear you know everybody rides and dies by you know one game at a time and uh, you know you can't look into that too much you just got to go out there and keep playing and you know honestly man I'm just glad that, that I'm healthy I've been glad I'm healthy for the last two and a half three months um, and you know the numbers are, are putting up. The numbers I'm putting up are good, and it's exactly what I expect for myself. Will you obviously you've mentioned the injuries? I know you had some wrist injuries, and as people who follow the game and as fans, I think we we know how devastating that can be to a hitter. Um, from your perspective, I mean, what does that do? How how does that impact you as a hitter? Because it seems like sometimes you know even when you come back fully healthy. Um, those wrist injuries tend to linger for hitters. Yeah, I mean, anytime you're dealing with a wrist, I mean, the wrist, is, wrist and hands and you know forearm stuff is the most important thing to a swing. You know, obviously they're holding on to the bat, but you know, with those injuries, you know, it's tough to to go out there and produce. And you know, being I, I have been healthy a couple times in the last two years, but you know, it's only been for like a month, and it's tough to to really get in a groove. And it's usually the last month of the season where you know I miss a couple months and then pretty much the last of the season is like spring training for me. So, you know, for me, just being healthy and just getting consistent, consistent at bats through the course of a season has been the most important thing to me. I'm guessing maybe you've been asked this a lot, but I'm still still going to go with it. You have 16 home runs. Uh, maybe you could be asked to participate in the home run derby. If that was something that uh, came up, would you consider doing it? Absolutely. You know, that's one thing that, uh, you know, I've, I've thought about, obviously, you know, in high school. And if I ever got the opportunity to be in the Major League Home Run Derby, I would definitely do it. You know, I'm, I, I really hope that I can this year. You know, that's something that I'd really look forward to. Look forward to. I'd be very excited to participate in it. You know, I know a lot of people talk about uh, if you get in the Home Run Derby, you might go into a little slump. 
That, you know, that's one of those things that if it happens, it happens. But, you know, this, it's an opportunity for me that, you know, it's been a lifelong dream or, you know, since high school for me to be in that. And if I had the opportunity to be in it, I for sure would do it. All right. Well, now I, I got to put you on the spot because if you made it in, in San Diego, uh, would there be any extra pressure? Because last year, Todd Frazier, he, he won it in Cincinnati. So if you're the hometown guy, I feel like that's added pressure. Yeah, it's added pressure. I mean, my gosh, <laughs> you're hitting in front of your home crowd. I mean, you're wanting to win the thing for the hometown. But uh, you know what? You can't you can't look too much into it. I know it, but if I do get uh, picked to be in it, I know I need to take BP without the turtle above uh, my head because I've never done that before. And that camp actually told me, like, dude, if you do it, uh, you definitely need to take a couple rounds of batting practice without the turtle over your head. So I, I guess I need to do some preparing for that if I am chosen for it. Again, we're talking hypotheticals here, but if you're in, like, who would you who would you most fear? Who would you not want to be up against? You know, since it is kind of that bracket format now, like, who who would you not want to be up against in the in the derby? Uh, I mean, you know, you look at a guy like Fraser. Obviously, you know, he's uh, done really well the past couple of years in it. You know, the guy like Seth. Um, but you know, I feel like if I, if I'm out there and I'm trying to swing for the fences every time, I feel like I can. Uh, I can go up against anyone. You know, I'm not not being arrogant by any means, but every hitter in the big leagues can hit home runs and BP at any given time. So, you know, it's not something that I'm really worried about other people. I just don't want to put up a zero in a round. <laughs> That's the biggest thing. <laughs> that would be that would be bad for for anyone. Um, yeah, I'm going to ask you to put on your ambassador crown or hat or whatever we're going to call it. Um, and, and sell us on San Diego. Not that, you know, it, it needs a lot of selling. It's a wonderful place. But what do you think makes San Diego the most ideal place to, to host the All-Star Game? Well, I mean, it's obviously, you know, the best city in the country. I mean, the weather's amazing. The city's great. The downtown area's uh, phenomenal. Uh, everything about San Diego is great. I love playing there. Uh, and I really think it's going to, uh, everybody who comes for the All-Star events is going to really enjoy their time in San Diego. It's a great city. I love being there, and uh, I think it's gonna be a great all-star city. I've been out there a few times. Luckily, it's a, it's a great it's a great place. <laughs> yeah, um, you can't complain about it. I I, I I want the I want the Will Myers visitor guide. Like like, what are the places specifically? Like, where do you hang out? Where do you go? And where should people go? Um, yeah, that is really putting me on the spot. You know, I don't <laughs> I don't get a lot of time to go out and tour. Um, San Diego, you know, you go to the beaches, you go up to PB. You know, there's I like Sunset Cliffs. I think that's a pretty cool place. But, uh, you know, when you're playing there in San Diego, you don't get a lot of off days. And the off days I do have, I just go play golf somewhere. Uh, so, I mean, I would say go play Torrey Pines. It's just a lot of fun. Uh, I guess that would be my one recommendation. Those were good answers, man. Don't sell yourself short. You did good. <laughs> yeah, they're not bad. Uh, Will, one of the unique things about you is uh, you don't use batting gloves at the plate. And so I'm wondering two two things. Why do you do that and why do you feel like, other players have, have gone away from that recently. Uh, one, the, the main reason why I use it, I just have a feel of the bat better. You know, I don't have something in between my hands and the bat. I feel like I have control of the bat better. Uh, and as far as other people not using them, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't matter if you use them or not. It's just a preference thing. It has nothing to do with the type of hitter they are. It's just more of a preference. They feel like they can hold on to the bat better. They feel like they grip it better. Or, you know, they feel like they have better control of the bat. I mean, it all depends on the feel. It's not something that you use to help you know, gain, you know, being a better hitter. It's just more so a feel. Uh, and guys that use batting gloves feel better with it. Guys that don't use it, uh, batting gloves just feel better without them. That's all, really all it is. Hey, Will, uh, we had we had Dave Winfield on not that long ago when he was announced as, I don't know if he's an ambassador or what his role is. I know he's involved somehow. 
and I saw right. him not too long ago too, and I'm just marveling at how like how big and, and stout he still is. So here's my here's my all-star ambassador question. If if we put you guys in like a uh, some kind of competition, like if we made you guys arm wrestle, could could you beat Dave Winfield even though he's however old he is? I don't think I mean you know for me I don't I don't know how many guys I would lose to in an arm wrestling competition. Oh. I do feel like I have yeah I, I'm not saying I would beat him but I do know <laughs> that uh, I would give anybody a run at an arm wrestler. You know I have I have big hands I have strong forearms so maybe I can get him even with somebody that's bigger than me. <laughs> I think we need to scrap the uh, the pitcher's home run derby they're talking about and make a arm wrestling competition. Just do an arm wrestling competition. I think, yeah. I think baseball would be, be good for this. Cool. I like it. I think <laughs> I, I want to see I want to see Will Myers versus Madison Bumgarner arm wrestling. I think that would be good too. On an arm wrestling competition, yeah, yeah. I think it'd be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, minus the uh, injury, being uh, you know, you somebody could get injured doing that. I mean, yeah, you don't want to hurt that cool. wrist, man. You don't want to hurt that wrist. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to hurt it. That's true. That's true. Uh, Will, something I noticed uh, you did a little bit last year was you tweeted about fantasy football quite a bit. So it seems like. You're an avid player of that. As far as baseball, I'm, I'm guessing maybe that's a little too close to home, or, or do you actually participate in fantasy baseball as well? Oh, no, you can't, we, we absolutely cannot do fantasy baseball of any kind, you <laughs> know, especially with the rules. Um, <laughs> that's a no-go. Uh, but, but yes, it, I am very heavily involved in fantasy football. I do enjoy that. Yeah, I, I was going to ask if that was something you do with, with teammates or friends back home, and if it, if it is with teammates, I mean, does it get pretty competitive? Yeah, I mean, it obviously gets competitive. You know, I, I, uh, I play with a bunch of guys, and, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun, and it's, it's very time-consuming. And if you want to be good, you got to put a lot of time into it, and that's what I do. You know, I, I put about a month into it before uh, the draft just to look at players. Uh, so and me and my buddies have, like, a little system that we kind of run, and, and we do it together. They come up to the draft. So it's, it's a lot of fun. All right, well, this is this is what I want you to do. We've heard a lot about you over the years, obviously with your with your prospect pedigree. I'm curious, what is one thing that people may not know about you that you are willing to share with our audience right now? Um, I'm a pretty boring person. I don't, you know, I don't go out and do a lot of things. But, you know, my two hobbies are I enjoy ping pong and I like golf. You know, those are kind of the two things that I really enjoy doing. But as far as one thing about me that that people don't know, I don't really have a lot of things. You know, I don't. I don't go out and do crazy stuff. I, you know, just kind of more of a boring person, which I like. You keep selling yourself short, man. You just told us you could beat pretty much anyone in arm wrestling. I think that's interesting. <laughs> I think I like that. No, I didn't say I didn't say anyone. I just said <laughs> I, I think I could. I think I could hold my own oh, against okay. anyone. Well, you know the media, man. We just change. <laughs> yeah, that's your Hey, Will. Thanks, man. We'll, we'll let you get back to your your day. We appreciate your time. Uh, hope you enjoy everything about the All Star Game. I know we're looking forward to it. So, thank you for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Hey, we are back on the Stew Pod. It is time for my favorite segment of the week. It's the time when I bring you my main man, Bad News Ramen, who this week he is the he is the havoc to my prodigy. What's well, up, Bad News Ramen? Didn't we talk about havoc and how uh, there were some so it was questionable, like what his affiliation was towards, like the opposite sex. So I, I don't know if I well, probably, I don't know which one it was. Isn't but that I don't prodigy? Wanna... I think. Okay, so you're the pro... as long as you're the prodigy. Not that there's anything wrong with it. I, I think I'm okay with it. You're, you're the di- pro- you prodigy. Are the... Prodigy is the one that just got owned by Jay Z. So I mean, I, okay. I am taking on some some uh, some baggage here, and that's okay. About, I'm okay with it. 
you're the Davy Boy Smith to my Dynamite Kid. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, I do the hip hop ones. You do the wrestling ones. That's how. It okay, works. That, that, that's 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 the gimmick. Yeah, yeah. Let's not get into gimmicks again. Okay, so let's get, uh, the, let's get the strikes. Let's get these strikes going, man. What's strike one? Let's get this rolling. Sipping gin straight from a plastic cup. That was from that. That was from uh, Mob Deep right there. Uh, okay. Uh, so this is probably my, my strongest take, which I don't know if my takes are strong in the first place, but I, this almost became like an evergreen week. And what people, if people don't know what an evergreen is, it's like, it's, it's when not a lot of stuff is happening and we have to, uh, we have to like pull stories that can, you know, we can talk about any time at all. So luckily, you know, you did some work, uh, some other Townsend did some work. Um, I don't know. Swick might be on vacation. I don't know what's going on with that guy, but, uh, you guys were able to at least, at least give me enough fodder where I could actually talk about stuff. So yeah. strike number one is, uh, Mr. Glenn Perkins. And, uh, you wrote this story and he was, uh, he was pretty upset that, uh, that he's hurt. And I guess he's like a three-time all-star and he's getting paid uh, a portion of his $6.3 million contract. Or is that like his yearly contract or is that his contract that's, over the... No, that's his, that's what he's getting paid this year, $6.3 million. Yeah. So he's very upset. He's like, you know, he's like, I'm getting paid all this money and I'm not doing nothing. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not fair to the fans and this and this. Well, okay. That's, that's good. You know, I mean, you can pat yourself on the back for, for feeling that way. But there's things you can't do with that money, right? I mean, if, if, you, are, if you are upset that uh, you are not... Uh, earning your money, you can donate your money. You know, donate donate your six point three million dollars. You know, donate it to a good cause. You know, to think it would be would be better for you to do because you have a ton of rehab and stuff, stuff like that. Go out in the community, right? Go ahead and uh, volunteer, right? Volunteer and, and and give back to the community that that is you know supposedly given to you. I mean, it's one thing to say like, oh, I'm really mad at myself. Okay, great. You know, like you're not earning money, so what are you going to do about it? You know, and I'm not going to get into this whole thing of like, well, he gets paid a lot more than I do, and da, 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 and I wish I would, could snip that money. It's like, no, dude. I mean, if you really feel that way, I mean, it's one thing to say it, right? Like my, my, my boy Scott Hall way back when used to say like, don't sing it, bring it. So if you're that upset, do something about it, and and don't try to you know pat yourself on the back and and try to make yourself a feel good story of the year because. I mean, heck, I mean, like I'm getting paid right now. I, f- I feel really bad that my, my company's paying me to talk to me on a on a on a podcast, but you know, Don't hopefully sell yourself out. Man. Well, yeah, hopefully, my, hopefully my <laughs> boss doesn't do this. But I've I've I worked 12 hours yesterday, so I think I'm okay. But that's my that's kind of my whole thing with Glenn I, Perkins. I will it say, sounds good on the surface. Go ahead and talk. I'll to say for him, like he is like a genuinely cool and like down to earth guy. So um, I, I have no doubt that that. You know, he does good things for the community and all that. I mean, whether whether he's going to say, okay, here's $5 million, go, you know, for whatever. Like, I don't think he's going to go that far. But, um, you know, I mean, it's not, it, I, I, made the, I made the point that, like, there are a lot of people in baseball that get paid for doing nothing, right? So when I read that whole thing and then I went and looked up how much he made, I'm like, dude, you only make $6 million. That's like nothing in baseball. That's like, you know, I don't know. That's like someone who makes, like, it's like the dude who passes go or, or no, here it is. It's the dude who owns like Baltic Avenue and Monopoly. You get your little four dollars rent. You're like, oh, I got my four ducks, you know. And someone well, over like, there has Boardwalk, and you're like, ah, oh, man, I ain't tripping. So, well, well I, I like Mediterranean better, where you get two bucks for landing on the spot. <laughs> but if if you land on if you land on Mediterranean with hotels, it's like forty bucks, and then Baltic sixty bucks. Don't get me started with. I mean, I, I'm a Monopoly. Oh yeah, I shouldn't even brought up Monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to hate on Glenn Perkins. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I think no, it's I pretty stand. I, I, I think you. it's pretty stand up for for himself to put himself out there saying that, you know. Uh, I, I just think it's like, okay, you know, if you feel bad, you know, if, if you have the time, I mean, I wish, I, I mean, I don't wish that I was hurt. I mean, I wish I could play baseball, but I mean, you know, and, and I don't know what he does in the community, right? I mean, 
but like you know if, if you're going to be upset about something about not making your money there's there's there are good programs out there that that you can lend yourself to uh personally uh there's good programs out there you can lend lend money to yourself as well i mean be, be a, philanthropist, a philanthropist a little bit you know like get me some speech lessons so i don't sound like an idiot when i talk to you on this podcast well strike two uh strike two is uh i gotta help out with this name i don't need your help don't don't say it because I know Tom Collins better than I know Terry Collins, um, <laughs> so the uh, the Mets GM or the Mets uh, the Mets managers, he's just having a bad he's having a bad year, right? Like last year, they were the cream of the crop in terms of like they were kind of like getting stuff done that they weren't supposed to be doing. This year, all the good turns that happened to him last year is going bad this year. Uh, I, you know, the, I think the guy's really worried about his job because you know they have a ton of arms, they have you know they supposedly have some talent, and they're just falling flat. But here's the thing, right? So. Uh, Syndergaard, uh, you know, got pulled from a game because elbow flared up. And unfortunately, um, I, I wouldn't mind having a Tom Collins right now. But unfortunately, the PR guy for for the Mets um, told Terry Collins, like, hey, you got to kind of, like, bring this injury up, you know, in case anybody, you know, asks about it. Well, nobody asked about it because I think they know that if you ask, you know, Terry Collins about Norris Syndergaard that uh, – you know, he's probably going <laughs> to throw some mind darts at you and you're probably going to keel up over and, and start blabbing all over yourself, um, which the New York media generally tends to do. But the whole thing was like, he, you know, this PR person made a point, you know, like you got to talk about Norris Syndergaard. And so Terry Collins gets mad and calls the guy a puppy dog. And a couple things that, that I want to point out with this is that, number one, the reason why this PR guy wants Terry Collins to say it is because he's want to have to feel all these questions and actually do his job. You want to talk about guys that get paid in an inordinate amount of money for what they actually do. Uh, this Mets PR guy probably gets paid a, a way more ton of money than we do. And he's, he's throwing, he's making his manager talk about stuff that he doesn't want to talk about as a PR guy. You work for the manager. You don't tell the manager what to say because you don't want to field calls and, and spend the next two hours, like trying to answer questions or even write a press release about Noah Syndergaard's arm. So I have a problem with that. The other worst thing too, is that, you know, he calls him a puppy dog. I'm, I want to know from you because I've I've called you many a nickname, and I'm and I'm yeah. not going to come on your show and put yeah. you down. I mean, I know yeah, like you, you, you personally call me you personally call me God, and that's the nickname <laughs> you have for me. But I mean, is there is there any, have have you ever been called something worse than a puppy dog? I mean, you call you call me you have the worst nicknames for me. So <laughs> I'm not going to say them though. <laughs> um, no, nah, I mean I don't know. Like I'll, I'll say this for Terry Collins. Like Terry Collins is just a grumpy old dude. Like, like all the time. I mean, they'll be in the World Series and he's just grumpy. So, like, I don't know. I read that and I was like, oh, that just sounds like Terry Collins. That just sounds like how he is, you know. And, and obviously saying it to the to the PR guy, um, you know. But who knows what relationship they have. Maybe they're goofing around with each other. It makes – Jay Horowitz has been there forever. I mean, he's been the Mets PR guy. Like, you know, he's – I think he's probably older than Terry Collins. So, um, you know, like I'm not like I, I didn't look at it like oh my god how how could you say that to the PR guy like I just looked at it like eh that's how managers are and that, that's like the new version of the Odd Couple right I mean the, you can have like a new show like the New York Odd Couple and the only reason why I'd want that show to come back was because that theme song in the beginning that was a great theme song you should you know you should play that for the outro uh, that we have you know <laughs> because uh, you know you're, you're leading into you and Chris Swick and that's an Odd Couple into itself I mean with us yeah, it's like an you know, Odd Couple. Yeah, with us, I mean, we could probably be like Tribe Call Quest, right? You can always put a Tribe Call Quest in because it, it just works, right? So, um, hey, before yeah. before I want to I want to I want to interrupt you real quick before we get strike three. So one of the things I'm gonna do with Chris when I talk to him later, I'm gonna I want to ask him if he knows what what some slang words are that I knew from when I was a kid, right? So I want to take your bet. Do you think Chris Swick knows what it means to be quoted? Do you know? Do you, does he know what hitting the skins means? 
No, not at all. <laughs> I don't think no. so either. I don't think you should say. I, I mean, I, can you say hidden in the skins? I mean, yeah. this is like a fat. You know, family podcast, man. All, all, all I'm saying is that skins by a uh, by um, geez, you want to talk about like slang? So uh, skins by Pete Rock, Grand Poobah, and Steel Smooth. That song, it's awesome, dude. You should play that song. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see if he knows. All right, let's strike three. Uh, strike three. I forgot. I mean, you start talking about skins, and like <laughs> you talking about skins all the time. Uh, it's your boy. It's your boy, Ryan Do- uh, Brian Dunsing. That's oh yeah, Brian Dunsing. Yeah. So, um, so this this kind of goes in. I think Townsend wrote this story, right? Yeah. Yeah. Townie. Yeah. Very very good. You, I, you know, it, when you talk to Mark Mark Townsend, I mean, when when you call him like you do at the end of every night, so he can t- he can sing and tuck you in and say like, Mike, you're you're a good writer. You're almost as good as I am. You're like, oh, thanks, Townsend. When you talk to him like that, tell him, like, hey, he did a good job in the story because uh, this goes Dunsing goes in the annals of. Um, worst like sports injuries ever right there's like oddball injuries i mean i was kind of hurt that he didn't bring up like clint barms um breaking his arm because he was carrying some frozen uh some frozen like venison uh meat and ran ran into his window which he allegedly said which wasn't true in the first place uh he also didn't bring up jeff kent washing his car allegedly washing his car and he broke his leg washing his car or something like that um but this one's up there like i i want to know like so basically like if it, nobody knows like dune got hurt uh, because he was sitting in the bullpen, he's a relief pitcher. Uh, he was adjusting his uh, chair in the bullpen, and he felt a, a, a twinge in his elbow. And they found out that like there was like inflammation of either his arm or his elbow. So I just kind of want to know like was it a lazy boy? I mean, was it like one of those like uh, one of those sleepomatics or something where you can kind of press the button and go back and forth? And this is probably like the, the stupidest injury I've, I've ever heard. And <laughs> You know, I think the thing is, is, you know, I, I was going to like, I think we missed a strike because I was going to revert to like saying like, um, oh yeah, with, with going back to Glenn Perkins, like he's not getting paid. Well, I mean, Perkins like, you know what? Hey, I'm doing this. I'm not getting paid either. So that was a tangent. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, what is like, what, what do you, th- if there was an injury, a stupid injury that you think that you could have in the future, what type of stupid injury because of you do, you do something all the time that you can see yourself getting hurt for and everybody ridicule you for it? A baseball player or like in my real life? Just in your real life. Um, probably some kind of weird parenting thing, you know, probably like, like Mike, uh, you know, fractured his wrist while changing a diaper. You know, that, that'd be funny, right? Well, mine would probably be like bloody knuckles, you know, if, if it was for parenting me, like, oh, my kid ran into my hand. And my, 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 my hand really hurts. My hand really hurts because my kid ran into it multiple times. <laughs> this Come is, this on, is man. Good. This is, this is going to – I don't hit my kids, dude. I hit your kids, but I don't hit mine. <laughs> hey, man, one of them is your godson. Calm down. I know. Yeah, well, he had, he had that black eye. Well, guess how he got that black eye? He pissed me off. <laughs> Come here, kid. Shut up. <laughs> don't tell your dad. <laughs> oh, man. I think we, we've devolved now. We're – Somehow we're talking about child abuse, but I will say relief pitchers. Relief pitchers live an entertaining life, right? I mean, that's that's pretty. It's pretty much evident. Like, like you get to get sit around, and all the, one day you're going to hurt yourself in your in your bullpen chair. Um, one one way that I think that both of us uh, could hurt ourselves is when you have this segment with Chris Swick, and you start talking about like stuff, you know, hip hop terms or slang terms back in the '90s. Because I'm at a total loss. But the thing that really makes me mad now is that people will just say like. You, you, and you kind of do it too. Like you'll say, like you know, oh, something's chill. I'm like, well, okay, I, I can get with that. But the problem that I have is like people say, like, oh, that's bomb. I'm like, no, dude, it's not bomb. It's like the bomb. I mean, if something's good, it's like you, you don't say like, you know, that car is bomb. I'm like, no, the car is the bomb. Or no, if people, I go, yeah, people have changed that one, man. Yeah, and, you know, like if if, if if I say like, man, I'm like, I mean, like I, you know, I will never like tell Chris Wick. I'm like, hey, Chris Wick, 
your mom's bomb. I'm like, no, Chris Wick, your mom's the bomb. Give me some more pictures of it. <laughs> I think I think that's where we should end. This has been Three Strikes. We'll be back with more StuPod. Hey, we're back on the StuPod. This is Mike Oz. I got Chris Swick here with me. Chris, I've actually been plotting this next segment on you um, for like a week and you don't even know. I'm worried about in, it. In my head, I've just been like, yeah, we're going to do this. So I, I've we, we've we've talked before on the show in, in various times and instances about, you know, just our, our, our difference in age and the things that you, you know and I know and, you know, the gaps in between there and stuff that you were into and I'm into. We just... You know, we don't we don't necessarily sync up on everything, right? So I thought it would be fun to run by you some words that that I know very well, like slang terms from when I was a kid. Oh See boy! If you know them, and if not, what you think they mean? Okay. And this was inspired by Deadspin last week. Used the word "dank" in a headline. Yep. And I was like, I wonder if Chris knows what that means. Come on, man. So you know, you know what "dank" means? Yeah. Like both, you know. Well, I guess that one. That's like two ways. There's two ways of, of with the way they use "dank" in like a second way, in that headline, right? So do you know what that what that "dank" means? Like "dank" memes. Yeah. What does it mean? I get the hottest, the hottest memes. Okay. The dankest. Yeah. 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 Do you know what um, it means? You know what it means before that? Probably not. So wait. First off, you're telling me that "dank" has made a has made a return. I don't know. I thought I thought it was strange they used that in the headline because I remember. I mean, I remember that. It's like a pretty common word back in the day for me. Um, and so I thought it was interesting. And I'm pretty sure that whoever wrote that had to be from the Bay Area because I feel like that's a Bay Area thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, so you got it right. I mean, like it's, you know, fresh or tight or best or whatever. It's one of those kind of words. But before that, it meant something else. So that, that's kind of what I was curious about. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I would say the the other thing that it reminds me of is stank so like stinks <laughs> so, so there you go dank was a it was a slang term for weed ah specifically like yeah. like really good weed so i think like that's kind of how the it dankest weed like the i feel like i've heard that yeah i mean it's like the chronic it's like oh you know that that's the chronic like you know so that's a i i don't know the origin but i feel like that's a bay area word i don't know for do sure. they use the term dank on the chronic because i used to own that cd i don't think so i think it's a different i think it's like a different it's like um that's like five guys in and out man it's like two different two different worlds right there i'm just revealing how cool i am right now <laughs> feels feels good i have the chronic mike <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, well you do live in seattle so i guess you could talk about that all you want um uh, do, do you know uh and actually i mentioned this you, you weren't on this segment but i mentioned it in the, in the prior segment when i was talking to bad news ramen and then he texted me i said this is what i'm going to do do you think Chris is going to know these words? And he literally texted me like 10 different things I should ask you. I'm not going to ask you that many. I'm just going to ask you a couple. Okay. So the one we mentioned earlier, do you know what hitting the skins means? Hitting the skins. Is that is that a sports reference? Uh, but I'm not going to answer that question. Oh, do you know what it means? On, man. Do you know what it means? Is it a golf thing? I, I, I thought you might think it's a golf thing. Is, it, is that hitting the links? That, 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 that's a golf thing, yeah. I'm just making things up. I almost swore. I almost swore. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess you don't know what it means. No, I don't know. It it, it means having sex. Ah, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Now that you think about it. Um, do you know what Fetty is? This is a Bay Area thing too. So no, Fetty Wap. Yeah, not that guy. 
No, uh, that's it, that's the only uh, usage I've heard of it's, Teddy. It's, it's slang for money. Okay. Money. I don't like that. Ben not... Ramen wanted to know if you know what the gas face is. No. <laughs> you don't know the gas face? No. Oh, man. The gas face is, is kind of like the, the – the, it kind of predates the mean mug. Like when you're, okay. you're giving somebody the gas face. There's there's a there's a song. It's by Third Base. I'll have to send it to you. It's like giving people the gas face. So it's it's essentially like like they're like you know who gets the gas face? Hammer gets the gas face, and they you know do like a gas face. Um, so it's kind of like giving somebody a mean mug, or like it's like a way of dissing them. So there you go. A whole bunch of slang. Chris Quick did not know. Or Chris Quick, I, I, I wow. called you your bad name. Damn man, I just I just messed it all up. I, now I'm a, now I'm the a hole. How dare you? I know. I know. All right. Well, now I feel bad. I, I was riding I was riding too high on my horse there. Is that it? You don't have any more? Oh, I have more. I don't know. Oh, mean, okay. You want more? I, sure, why not? Bad News Ramen wants to know if you know what a Jimmy hat is. I do, yes. But <laughs> um, I have to admit I only found that out probably two months ago. How did you in 2016 come across Jimmy hat for the first time? Uh, so I don't know if you have met Paul Swyden, uh, of Fangraphs and Hardball Times, but he, uh, he wanted me to grab a, he wanted me to take a screen grab for him of, uh, now I can't remember the song because he's an old man. He doesn't know how to do that on his computer. Hmm. And he was like, it was a screen grab of a guy wearing the Jimmy hat. I don't know. And so he... He was like, do you even know, do you even get this joke? And I was like, nope. And so To, then be, to be clear here. There's a hat that said Jimmy, by okay, the way. Okay, there, there we go. Hat. I just, I just want to make it sure. It was not pornography. All right. Just thought we should clear that up. Yeah. So th- that's how. Paul Swipe. <laughs> this is a fun segment. I think we should do this every once in a while. Um, I, I do have a real important question for you. I liked the story today about Glenn Perkins, and, and he kind of came out and said that, you know, he, he, it makes him sick to be hurt and make all this money. And then I had to look up, like, how much money do you make? And only makes, like, $6 million. I'm like, yeah, yeah we don't even make that much money. nothing. Nothing in baseball, man. Right. Uh, but, but I get it, because that that's a lot, though, to people who, you know, the fans. Like, it's a lot of money to them. So I get that. That's that's cool. That's, like, a super, like, down-to-earth, everyman type of move. And, and he's that guy, you know? Like, I've pointed, I pointed this out in the post, but, I mean, like, he's that dude who, you know, brews his own beer and... and you know, he remember when he bought a, a round of drinks for fans, like during a rain delay, and you know he does stuff like that. He's a cool guy. So I was thinking about it. And I'm like, dude, he's definitely like one of those guys who, like, you would just want to hang around with, right? Like, you 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 would just be fun to hang out with. Yeah. Um, even being who he is, like, just like, oh, that yeah, he's a baseball player, but he's just like some dude. So. Who uh, who would be the baseball players that you would most want to hang out with, and because they'd just be like, oh, that's just some dude and he's cool, not because oh, it's Bryce Harper and he's a celebrity. Like, oh no, that'd just be some dude right. that comes to your house and watches football with you on Sunday. Okay, well, this is pretty easy for me. Uh, Sean Doolittle, the A's. Yeah, he's cool. into Star Wars. He's he likes baseball clearly, so I feel like right there, those are two of my biggest interests. Is it just relief so, pitchers? Are relief pitchers just cool? I think relief pitchers are unique, right? Yeah. I don't know. You got to be a little weird to be a relief pitcher. I'd like to think I could hang with Marcus Stroman, but then again, I might be too old. 
I could see Marcus Stroman. Uh, Marcus Stroman seems like a really cool guy. I don't know how much our interests match up, aside from the fact that we're we grew up around the same time. Yeah. I mean, he was on uh, that show, that Nickelodeon show that I used to watch, which of course now I can't remember the name. But I would just I would want to talk to him about that for hours. I was talking about me, Chris, not you. I know. Sorry, I, I hijacked your your thing there. No, that's fine. Um, but I mean, Glenn Perkins seems like a dude. Like, oh yeah, let's just go hang out with Glenn. What do you do, Glenn? Oh, yeah, I'm just a baseball player. You know, no big deal. Like, he just seems right. like that guy. Um, and I don't know. I'm sure there's there's a lot of those guys in baseball. We, we think about the stars, of course, obviously. So, you know, your, your, your star guys, I mean, their life prevents them, I think, from being just kind of like the regular guy. So maybe that's maybe that's a function of being a relief pitcher. Like, you know, you, you I think, have well, to be good at hanging out, right? Because you, you just you hang out for starter, most of the though. game. You huh? picked a starter, no, but I'm, but I'm again going back to relief pitchers. Like, okay. like you kind of hang out a lot of the game, so you have to be good at hanging out. You have to be good at being like a good dude. Um, so I don't know. I think I think that could be a function of it. But I'm sure there's like a lot of guys like you know David Ross types, like those kind of guys, who are just super chill and super cool. That we don't really think of them because they're not stars, you know. Well, yeah. So um, we talked to Will Myers earlier, yeah. and uh, I felt like. I told my wife yesterday, I'm like, if the Padres come to town, he's a guy I'd love to talk to because he just seemed pretty open to discussing anything. Yeah. So yeah. just, uh, I don't know, like, I don't know what we have in common, but he seems like the type of guy you could hold a conversation with for a while about a lot of different things. Unlike Mike Oz, who would just start asking you questions about 90s slang that you about, were... About uh, the dankest. When you, were, when you were six years old. Right, exactly. Yeah. I'm sorry, Chris. I'm sorry to, to have to do that to you, but I thought it was fun. That's all right. <laughs> but now, from now on, you can use those terms correctly, though. You can be like, you you can tell people about hitting the skins. I don't think anyone will know what I'm talking about. That that's what. But you can you can you can just start bringing it into your everyday vernacular, and then people are like, damn, Chris, Chris knows what's up, man. He because he was only like three when people were saying that, so he must be he must be cooler than I thought. I don't know, man. I think it. people are going to question if I know hitting the skins when I was three. <laughs> Just like I, got, I got an early start, guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that's going to go. All right. I think it's time to wrap it up. I think we've, we've done as much as we can do on, on all of these topics. Sounds good to me. Thanks for, thanks for hanging out, everybody. Chris will tell you uh, what, what you should do next. You should rate and review us in iTunes. Pretty easy. Pull up the iTunes app. Type in StewPod. And uh, hopefully you'll give us five stars and leave us a review. That's it. Cool. Um, so please do that. We would appreciate it. And uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week. Thanks to Bad News Ramen. Thanks to Will Myers. Thanks to Chris for being here. And thanks you guys for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.